0: Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Taylor. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to episode 15 of the Honey and Heart podcast. If you're new here, we talk about womanhood, leadership, and everything in between. We release new episodes every other Wednesday, and you can find us on Instagram at Honey and Heart Pod or on our website, HoneyandHeartPod.com, where you can sign up for our email list, and you never have to remember which Wednesday.
1: If you're already a part of the Honey and Heart community, thank you oh so much for being here. Shout out once again to the Bo McDowell for setting the soundtrack of Honey and Heart with our lovely intro music. That's pretty much it. I think, Taylor, we're ready to get into it. What's going on in the world? It is Pride Month.
0: Wrapping up the end of Pride Month. When we started talking about Honey and Heart from the beginning, we wanted to make this podcast and community or whatever it turns into a place that feels like a safe space in the world, even though everyone has the right to now marry in the United States, there's obviously still issues and stigmas and hate in this world. And it's really important to us that we do the work to create safe spaces that anyone could be themselves And anytime we talk about womanhood or say woman, we mean it in the most inclusive sense of any definition, no matter what that means to you, fluid, cis, or not. And, you know, my biggest inspiration in life, Miss Lady Gaga, (laughs) you know.
1: Uh, Lady Gaga, you were born this way. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, also, the
0: 10-year anniversary of the Born This Way album, which is like, I don't know how emotional listening to that album was for you. <laughs> but if you're anything like me, um, it's a big moment. We made it
1: 10 years. Sit. Did you have in your life like a before Born This Way and an after Born This Way?
0: I pretty much like define the phases of my life by Lady Gaga album. <laughs>
1: As you
0: should. Yes. <laughs> As you should. Oh my God. When that came out, like, it was fucking groundbreaking. Like, if I don't know if you were there, um, listeners, if I don't know if you were there, but uh, like, Lady Gaga oh, broke so many rules in this industry and paved the way for so many people, you know, and I can't speak on half of the whole LGBTQIA community, but. I think they would agree.
1: (laughs) Truly, um, the more I am, like, growing up and, like, reintroducing myself to, like, music when I was, quote-unquote, younger. But, I mean, 10 years, I think we could reflect on an album that was, like, 10 years ago. Me at 16 and me at 26 are seeing it very differently. But I have, like, grown to love Lady Gaga Gaga more and more, and even just with the 10-year anniversary, seeing her, like, new revamped album cover, I was like, shit's sick. Like, this is cool, and it was cool 10 years ago, and it is now, and I think that that just has so much to do with her, like, star power. I was gonna go into a whole thing, but, like, this isn't a Lady Gaga episode, so maybe I should, like, chill. (laughs) There will be one later, though. (laughs) (laughs) But I did want to say, like, in regards to Pride Month, Truly, like, we want this to be a, a place where everybody feels like they can come and and listen and join the conversation and feel like they can add something to it as well as, to, like, take something from it. I've been hearing even, like, some of my, like, guy friends, male friends, man friends. Um, <laughs> man <laughs> friends. Man friends. Who are like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, the podcast, it's, like, for, like, ladies. Like, I don't know if I'll be into it. But... I think it's like obviously from like a woman's lens because it's me and Taylor and like we both are women but I think the things that we're talking about could be totally open to anybody and everybody so that always but also in Pride Month like everyone's welcome here and we're open to um, you know people expressing their thoughts and beliefs and opinions but like not in any way that is meant to shame or minimize or hurt others or speak poorly of them or their experience for sure
0: and as we grow and evolve and bring more people into this project we'll definitely have more diverse voices in the future but we wanted you guys to get to know us first
1: (laughs) yes we wanted to figure out what we had to say before we expected other people to hop into the conversation yeah for sure but you know Well, I was going to say Pride Month, June, we're also halfway through the year, and Taylor and I were just talking, like, right before we started about how this six-month mark has kind of, in our minds, become like a reset. I personally have been taking a lot of time to, like, reflect and think about where I'm at and think about, you know, I don't know how you feel, Taylor, but, like, the last year was crazy. Like, 2020 was crazy, but to know, like, last year, quote-unquote, Like, that's not just 2020. Like, 2020 happened, like, a year and a half ago, 18 months ago. Like, life is still kind of going, and I want to make sure that I'm actively showing up and meeting life, and I have really felt, like, reminded of that and, like, re-inspired by that in the last couple weeks.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, it feels, like, kind of scary reaching the six-month part, like, six months into the year, because you're like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Where did the last six months go, and what do I have to show for it? And I feel like anytime I feel that way is like a time I need to like recenter and ground myself, and actually look back. Like I'm reading this book right now. It has like the lamest name and cover. It's called "Refuse to Choose." <laughs> um. <laughs> um. So if you like get a million ideas and don't know what to do with your life, it's a book for you because that's me. But. In part, in reading it, she like recommends keeping a list of all your accomplishments, and I'm like, and 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 it's even like little things, like today I learned about this, or like complete, or did you know I did this research I wanted to do, like, uh, and and it's not like work related yeah. accomplishments. It can be if that's what you're going for, but I was like, damn, I need to start doing that. <laughs>
1: Well, I think that's, that's so smart and that's such a good idea. And it'd be cool to like have a running list and like see what, you know, you at 27 thought was like an accomplishment versus what you at like 29 or 35. But also sometimes I wind up in this like anxiety rabbit hole where I'm like, I've never done anything and I will never do anything. Sorry if that's too real, but that's just what my life is. But then it's so funny, like, I can think, okay, well, like, what did I do today? What did I do yesterday? What did I do last week? And it's like, no, I've I've done a lot. I did a lot yesterday. I did, like, yesterday I was like, I literally at dinner, I was like, I don't do anything. I was like, I just sit next to my boyfriend in my house and we eat takeout. And then I was like, actually, that's not true. I just got my ears pierced because I wanted to and nobody else told me to. And it was only because I always wanted to have my ears pierced. And now I did it. And it was, like, a silly thing, but it's something I've literally been thinking about for three years, and I was able to cross it off my list yesterday, and I was like, I do shit. Thank you.
0: <laughs> That's an accomplishment, for sure. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I, like, feel the same way, especially if it's been, like, a day or two when I haven't, like, felt like I've done anything productive. But I definitely kind of blame our society for that, because we only tend to value accomplishments when they're tied to capitalist production.
1: (laughs) Oof, yeah. Well, I think about that sometimes, too. Like, why is me watching a YouTube video and, like, learning something? Like, I mean, sometimes the YouTube videos I watch, they're, like, commentary, but it's, like, a documentary. I'm, like, learning about an industry. I'm following a series, and it's, like, that is considered, like mind numbing, not mind numbing. Yeah. Just like pointless, like waste of time, like something you do when you have like nothing else to do, but it's like, no, I took the time to like learn and research this thing. Why is it not valued? Why should I be like, I don't know, sending a work email right now?
0: Yeah. Which is like, honestly work stuff. Like I'm trying to use this new rule Where, like, if I won't remember something in a year from now to, like, stop worrying about that.
1: Mm.
0: And that's basically 99% of my work day. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, time moves so fast at work and so slow at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? I was thinking about that the other day, too. I won't go into a tangent about time (laughs) and and its state of existence or not. Yeah. But we'll save that discussion for a future episode.
1: Dude, so many, I remember I took, like, a religion class, Uh and they were like, time is based off the Bible, and I spiraled. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, and I was, but just how you were saying you don't want to get in a tangent about time, like, I really, really could. Like, the idea that, like, the year in which I live and, like, the days of the week and the measurements in which I, like, base my time are all, like, based off of, like, an ancient book. Right. And, like, yes, it's the Bible. I don't mean to, like, minimize like, you know, what it is, but it's just, like, something people something people wrote down, and I was like, S- who decided?
0: Yeah. And, and it's just crazy to me how subjective time is, too. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> It's literally, um, like Smash Mouth said, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. (laughs) No, but I really think it's because, okay, small tangent of like our perspective on time. Like when you're young, you've only been alive for like 90, you know, if you're old, that's your sample of time, you know, Uh so it's like a real, a year is a really big percentage. Like if you're 10. When you're five years old. yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, if you're 10, that's a tenth of your life. That's Mm -hmm. a long fucking time. And then we get older, and you're like, oh, shit, 80 years is a long time. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: But then it just goes so fast, because you're, I don't know, who knows?
1: because they start coming, and they don't stop coming. (laughs) Uh, Smash Files, that
0: song, who knew that song was so deep?
1: Dude, also, who knew that I'd still be talking about that song, like, 25 years later? I thought that would, like, come and go. (sighs) I wanna talk about that song. I
0: wanna talk about that song. song for the rest of my life, honestly. It's a great one. you once
1: told me I know that's a different song, but
0: anyway. I I literally remember like being in gymnastics class and like waiting for my turn in gymnastics <laughs> in, in my head I would be singing that song. Oh, <laughs> that was my gymnastics
1: song oh my gosh that's so funny the things that like click into your brain forever
0: yeah but i think it's a good time at the six month mark to like like i really use winter time for this like i expect december and even a little bit of january for on my end to like be like to produce nothing and be like not productive at all oh that's how I feel about summer. I I kind of feel that way about summer too, but it's like it's so <laughs> like you if you think about it like seasonally, like winter is so cold, makes you want to go inside and cozy mm-hmm. up. Summer so hot also makes you want to go inside. So, it's like if we're going inside in physical places, why not go
1: <laughs> No, that's inside in mental places.
0: Yeah, that that was cheesy as fuck.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> But it does make sense, like, where I live, the summers are probably the most dramatic season change, so, like, that's when I think I have a hard time, like, I love aspects of it, I think the same people, the same way people love their winter, like, I, like, they love sledding, they love skiing, they love scarves, it's like, I love swimsuits, I love sunny days, and I love the pool, but it's also 112 degrees, and I want to die, but, You know, and, like, the wintertime is chilly here, but it's not, like, nearly as cold as where you live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a good time to, like, reset and just reflect and, like, check in on your goals. Like, that's the one thing that's really hard for me is that I'm really great at planning. (laughs) (laughs) The execution part is a little difficult. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I probably write things down and... so many places and i forget like i'm trying to consolidate my life into one thing so i can just not lose all my notes
1: (laughs) i i might be alone in this (laughs) i i mean i no 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 i mean i don't even i don't know for me it's necessarily notes but i think even like emotionally i'm feeling very scattered and i also somehow i'm feeling as if i'm like as if i'm like a pink i don't know I was going to, like, come up with an arcade game, but it's escaping me. As if I were just... At some ways, I feel like I'm drifting, and then I'm also scattered in a million places. I'm like a speck of dust floating through the air, scattered yeah. in a million different ways, if that makes any sense. But I do I do think that, like, it's a good time to reflect. For me, I just had my birthday. And, you know, maybe it's also our super blood moon that happened, End of May, yeah. only a month ago when this podcast comes out. Maybe it was a good reset for all of us.
0: Yeah, I feel like full moons, I get so tired around them. Um, mm. So what you want about that, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a fact for me, so it's true.
1: <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's a truth to your life. Speaking of good times, Timing. I think it's a good time to bring up the actual topic of today's episode. Something that I guess kind of comes down to timing in a way, dating and the things that have changed our dating life. You guys, I'm really reaching for this, but let's bring it full circle. Guys and gals, let's bring it full circle. We want to talk about the CEO of Bumble and how she's changed the dating game and the like corporate game in a way.
0: For sure. Miss Whitney Wolfheard, if you have not heard of her, she is the youngest CEO, not female CEO, CEO, period, to take her company public. And she is also the world's youngest self made female billionaire.
1: Oh, wild. <laughs> and you like youngest self made, she's our age, a little older. Um, I think she's
0: thirty-one right now.
1: Oh, okay, so that does make me feel good to know that <laughs> she's living in a different decade than me.
0: We got some time.
1: <laughs> We've got a little bit of time. Um, I don't have to play the compare game, but sometimes my brain just can't help it. But this is so interesting because dating apps are such a new thing when you think about like in our time and in our time dating. It really is just such a blimp on the radar. I think Do you remember? When they first came out? That's what I'm trying to think. 20, I've, okay, so, like, not to be that girl, but I've never had a dating app. Oh, boo. Profile. (laughs) Or account. I had Bumble BFF. I did put myself out there. But it was, like, not at all the same. So I've only been able to, like, vicariously live through. But even still, like, just... Knowing that, like, if I did, like, quote-unquote, get back out there, that dating apps are what's waiting for me feels overwhelming.
0: Yeah, and honestly, they are extremely overwhelming.
1: <laughs> I, it's, like, the way of the world now. Yeah,
0: I got a Tinder in 2013.
1: <sighs> so what was that, like, freshman year, sophomore year of college?
0: Yeah, freshman, the end of freshman year of college. Okay. I, like, went through a big breakup. That's, like, the
1: perfect time.
0: Yeah, and it was, like, pretty... I was like, what the fuck is Tinder? And (laughs) it was pretty new. But, like, that app went south so fast. I don't even know if it was ever good. And Whitney is actually, like, one of the co-founders of Tinder. Or at least she was, like, on the first core team
1: for Tinder. So the person who brought you Bumble also brought you Tinder. So, like, she really is, like... Of, like, stake in the game, she's got a lot of stake in the game. Like, a large percentage of how dating apps function is, like, due to, to her or team she's been a part of. Fair to say?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. She – so, she's actually pretty impressive, okay? So, yeah, <laughs> she was the co-founder of Tinder and even came up with the name, which yes. is why it's not, like, something dumb. <laughs> 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 no offense, but, like, m- usually – Male entrepreneurs suck at like naming and branding. Like mm. honestly, women, female run companies kind of just like they do better.
1: <laughs> well, I think true, like they do better at like speaking to their audience, and that's like really true to Whitney. Like, you know, we'll like talk about her coming up, but she created Bumble like as the dating app that like women felt comfortable using. Like that was a very like thoughtful and intentional. And, I mean, she knew what she was talking about. She created Tinder. For all of its, like, suckiness, it was still, like, wildly successful. Like, every... Oh, insanely. It was crazy. I sort of feel like every dating app is just, like, trying to do Tinder better. But even in the worlds of, like, Bumble and Hinge and whatever else, like, people still frequent Tinder.
0: Oh, yeah. Which, like, okay, if we were to rank them... Tinder is totally like the bottom tier like hookup <laughs> yeah that's what I've heard like it's the hookup place Bumble honestly I feel like it's falling in the middle right now I think I've, so too. I've, I've been on Bumble but I haven't been on hinge I am not a hinge user but I do know most of my single friends nowadays use hinge
1: Hinge. Right, ditto.
0: Yeah, and I feel I don't know like what makes it different. Uh, maybe I should have looked that up,
1: but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like why we're be, talking like, about Bumble? Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, don't don't hate, him. but I do think Bumble because they like took the power of like the first step away from the guy, which like sometimes I think is almost easier for the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, they don't have. I mean, we're the ones that have to say hey. <laughs>
1: Well, and I, I do think that, like, not potentially, oh, now I'm worried that I'm, like, talking about something we should have saved to the end in the beginning, but, oh, well, stream of consciousness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the, like, downsides I've heard from my friends when it comes to Bumble is that there is, like, so much pressure on the female side, so the thing that was, like, set up to, dis that was set up in its core design to make it less slimy, to make women feel more comfortable using it, to make it more of like a a place where men and women felt like they could show up the same. And unfortunately, for like men and women to feel like they're showing up the same or equal, a lot of times that means the woman has to initiate. Um, it, it's kind of like the guy showed interest and then the girl can follow up from there. And while I do think that that's like, a, a great idea, and I'm totally in support of, like, the <laughs> the design of Bumble, in case anyone's asking. I have had friends who have said that, like, that's the one reason they don't like to use it, because it's, like, every guy you're ever a little bit interested in on the app, you have to reach out to them first, and so it can just get to be a lot, Yeah, and it's, like, you know, maybe I don't want to come up with, like, some witty, hi, please date me in, like, two sentences, funny, ha-ha joke to, like, break the ice. Maybe I just want a guy to, like, send me a hey. So that's why I have a lot of – that's what I've heard from my friends, excuse me, when they say why they're navigating away from Bumble. But they still like using it. Yeah. And Bumble,
0: it has the Mm -hmm. time limit, too, with your match. It's like you get a match, and they're like, you have 24 hours. I'm like Fuck, I don't even check. I mean, I'm sure if I have a single. I use Bumble right now mm-hmm. for, like, Bumble BFF. I mentioned that before. And there's, like, yeah. Bumble Business, too. So I think that's, like, partially why it's been so successful. Because it's not just for dating anymore. And, I mean, I haven't used it for networking. Honestly, me it sounds too. kind of funny to me. It's like, if LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. w- met Tinder, you get Bumble Business. And I'm like... Why? Ugh. But I do – I could see, like, maybe your job searching, maybe it's helpful in that way. I don't know. If you've used Bumble for business, please let us know what that's like because I just I, – I'm, like, trying to picture a scenario in my head where it would, like, be helpful or useful and, like, it's <laughs> yeah. just – it's not really – uh, nothing I'm drawing a blank but yeah. like for Bumble BFF I love it except for the pressure yeah. of like the time limit then I'm like fuck I don't even check the app every 24 hours most of the time so I lose out on connections and like I don't know if those get like refiltered in but yeah but uh, as far as like user ability and what it like looks like and the branding like I think it's much better than tinder Another part of, like, a piece of their success, too, is that they're hosting, like, it, at pre-pandemic, and I'm sure they'll resume, um, or hosting, mm-hmm. like, in-person, like, singles meetups, which, like, duh, like, why wouldn't you do that? So, like,
1: in your town, yeah. Yeah,
0: which is, like, you know, if Tinder did that, like, I would not go, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like going to mill avenue basically That yeah. that's tinder in real life is mill tinder avenue tinder is
1: your college party street yeah
0: exactly so it's like mm, i'd rather go to like a fancy cocktail party <laughs> where you know people are dressing nice and maybe would like to date or at least go on two or three dates before we you know but <laughs> <laughs> yeah tinder was just like uh so gross. I do those memories are terrible, but I do have some friends that like met and dated people off Tinder. Yeah, me too. Met and b- dated people off Bumble and Hinge. I really think like I think the concept's so great because also dating in real life, like unless you're really immersed, like it, unless you're in a career where there's a bunch of people your age or you have a lot of friends who also they have a lot of friends to introduce you to. And it's like I, I'm I mean, maybe you're in a different place, but I would not wanna like go meet some rando at a bar right now and then like end up dating. And like I think it's okay to have like a filter first. There's so many people in this world. Like that's what a dating on an app or online does is like at least it give you and gives you an idea and like be able to filter through some people and you know obviously there's pros and cons to that but I think it's the way that dating gonna go I mean I think it's only the start of online dating honestly it's the way of the future so
1: I think if you're someone who is worried about like a stigma of meeting your significant other online or is like apprehensive about dating someone online or thinks that people are going to like or thinks, like, it's not cute to be like, oh, I met my son and Kevin from an app. Like, you're wrong. Like, <laughs> it's just the way of, like, single life right now. And I don't, like, miss a beat or think otherwise or think differently if you had, like, the most romantic comedy-esque meet-cute in, like, the grocery store aisle. Or if you met them on Bumble, I think it's, like, six and one half dozen in the other, same difference. I do think it is, like, really hard to just go give your number to someone. I, as somebody who, like, served and bartended for so long, like, people would give me their number often. So I remember thinking, like, that's why I don't need a dating app because I was, like, working in a college town and it was something that, like, if I wanted to, I was, you know, socializing with people my age every single day. And, like, being nice to them, I was paid for it. So, like, I was incentivized to, like, be in my... Be connected, be nice, keep keep people coming in, but, like, I totally think you're right. Like, going to, like, a singles event, honestly, I do think that now, in some ways, they're, like, kind of cool. Like, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're going on, like, a whitewater rafting, like, singles event or something, like, I think that's so cool. But I think for everyone, and just, like, accessibility-wise, like, dating apps are where it's at, and they're where it's gonna be for... I mean, maybe ever. This might, like, have forever changed the game and there'll always be some, like, computer aspect in dating from here on out. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I wish,
0: too, that um, we could talk about, like, dating during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But neither of us dated during the pandemic. (laughs) Um, We were already locked down, so. Yeah. But, like, I did see people, like, going, you know, meeting people on apps and then going on, like, FaceTime dates and stuff. And honestly, like, I don't see anything wrong. Like, I think that's kind of cute. It, I do too. Like, takes a lot of the pressure off of first dates, too. Like, you get to be home. You can wear pajama jants. Jama jants.
1: <laughs>
0: that's, <laughs> <Pajamas. so cute. laughs> <laughs> that's what they're called from now on. Um, but, you know, your sweats on the bottom with a cute shirt on top. Like, be chilling, be comfortable. And you not have to end up in any awkward or uncomfortable situations. Like, you could just straight up hang up the phone. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. And, like, as a woman, I think that's, like, really refreshing. And it's, like, safe. And you know if a dude is going to, like, go on a first date as a FaceTime date with you. Like, he's looking for something more than just a hookup for the Mm -hmm. night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, it's definitely more serious. So... I I think that would be really interesting (laughs) to talk about and And see.
1: I think so, too. And I think, yeah, maybe we'll have to open it up. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I dated during the Mm -hmm. pandemic, send us a DM. Send us a DM, bestie. Um, I was saying sis, and my boyfriend told me to stop because he said it was cringy. But everyone on TikTok says bestie, bestie. so I'm trying to say that instead. I think it's cute. Um, I did want to say, too... Back to Bumble, and then we can go back to Whitney, but back to Bumble, I do think your point of the fact that a lot of their success comes from, like, their other avenues other than just, like, Bumble dating. I don't know if Bumble BFF would have been as successful if Bumble itself wasn't already designed with the female user in mind. Like, Whitney and the decision makers at Bumble really made a good decision when they said this is going to be, like, the app from the woman's side, from the woman's perspective, there are some things that come in that, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a lesbian woman on or a woman interested in women on the app. I'm not sure how that initiation goes, but I think it's nice to just maybe know that the ball's in someone's court. And so you can either take it and toss it back or you can leave there and walk away. But the... Bumble BFF was something that I definitely felt comfortable navigating and I thought like yeah I feel like I know the type of ladies who are on there they're the type of ladies who are on Bumble I think I could easily see myself on Bumble so yeah I'm in a new area I want to make some new friends join Bumble BFF and I think that that was a really smart like leadership move on their part
0: oh yeah totally I think they've made a ton of really great decisions so i'm excited to see now that they've ipo'd where the company is going to go and how it's going to grow because i think they're just going to lead the way i think they're probably going to start competing with hinge a lot more and get back Mm -hmm. on top especially now that they have all this investments and cash flow going Mm -hmm. but i just thought it was so impressive like to for her to hit that billionaire list at her age um in the sort of industry she's in mm-hmm. where like some people still like you know hate on online dating or app dating and um and it's also crazy like um okay so Bloomberg billionaires index revealed that self-made women account for less than 5% of the world's biggest fortunes wow and we all know that women make up half the world, <laughs> uh, so it's freaking wild. And she joined those ranks. Like they thought that Bumble was gonna open at forty three dollars a share, and it opened at seventy six.
1: Wow,
0: which is absolutely wild. So,
1: and this just happened in February, right? February of twenty twenty one. Yes, of this year.
0: And overall, Bumble as a company is worth eight point three billion. And Whitney's share of that is one point six billion. Wow, which i I mean, can any human even fathom what a billion is? <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't. My brain would explode before I got there.
1: <laughs> I've been seeing videos that are like people people connect too quickly million and billion thinking that they're like oh it's like a hundred a 1, thousand a million a billion and it's like no 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 like a billion is so much more than a <laughs> a billion is so much more than a million
0: yeah it's oh, pretty wild obviously that's tied up into her, her shares mm-hmm. but like still <laughs> that's where a lot of rich people's money is. Tied <laughs> up. Things like that. Okay. They just don't have it in their bank account. Like we mentioned earlier, she was a co founder of Tinder and came up with the name, but um, she was only there for like two more years as the VP of marketing and then had like a falling out with a co worker she dated and did not leave on good terms. But like any girl does after a breakup, just flourishes. and she came up with the idea for bumble and it oh she came up uh with the idea for bumble in 2014 and she said she was inspired by sadie hawkins dances which like um i don't know if gen z knows what a sadie hawkins dance (laughs) is i feel like millennials especially our age of millennials probably like (laughs) Hardly don't.
1: <laughs> well, I always knew what a Sadie Hawkins dance was, but they were definitely already like older by the time I was in high school. By the time we were in high school,
0: I know I'm like where she did grow up in Salt Lake City, like so maybe Salt Lake is just behind the times.
1: Maybe it's a little bit more like quote unquote traditional because. The idea is that a Sadie Hawkins dance is that every dance the guy asks is the girl, except at the Sadie Hawkins dance, the ball's in the girl's court and the girl gets to ask the guy.
0: I just like think of poodle skirts when I think of Sadie Hawkins dances.
1: Me too. I think of like feathered hair. I think oh of Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. horror movie.
0: I was like, girl, where did you grow up? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we did not have any Sadie Hawkins dances, I don't mm. think.
1: They're a cute idea though. Yeah. As a girl who was in student government in high school, I love a good I love a good dance theme. Jacqueline exactly.
0: will plan your next Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me <laughs> So hilarious. But um what I think is cool about Bumble, like remaining true to her roots and like how it was designed for, eighty-two percent of the employees are women. Wow. So I think that's even more impressive. Like, this $8.3 billion company is over 80% run by women, which is so badass, and it Mm -hmm. sounds like it would be a freaking cool-ass place to work. Like, I've seen their headquarters. You should look them up, because it is so cute. Like, they definitely kind of took the Bumble theme (laughs) to the extreme. (laughs) <laughs> but like who doesn't like love a good little bee honeycomb vibe
1: yeah I mean it's a great like of all the marketing like aesthetic things you could pick like there Bumble could be so many mm-hmm. things I also love too um there was a note you had Taylor that uh, Whitney and Bumble want to create like a female internet and like a female friendly female empowered like you there's just so many places you could go with that and I think that just knowing that this is a company, like, she founded, went public, 80% run by women, youngest billionaire, period. Like, this is really, like, a. the more we're getting through this episode and the more we're, like, all talking about it, at least for me, I'm like, man, this is really, like, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's so badass because, like, out of all our social media platforms we've had to date, they've all been, like, in, started by and invented by men.
1: Wow. And so much, too, like, men at the forefront. Like, Tom from Myspace – shout out, Gen Z. (laughs) I'll tell you about Myspace. Tom from Myspace was, like, everyone's friend. Like, we all had to have his picture. You had to, like, actively go and choose Tom. And not to say, like, Tom is ego, but – there's a reason he put his face all over that website. There's a reason, like, Mark Zuckerberg comes forward as the, the front of Facebook. And so I do think that point is something I hadn't even thought of, Taylor, but that's such a good point. Yeah, and, like,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, audience or Jacqueline, <laughs>
1: but I'm pretty sure didn't,
0: it, like, he, they, Mark Zuckerberg, like, start Facebook so he could, like, rate women on a college campuses.
1: That's what the social network tells me, so I'll consider that there's a little bit of like movie scriptness happening there, but it was like that's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that movie because I personally cannot stand Jesse Eisenberg.
1: Oh, I actually really like him, so that's funny. (laughs) Oh, really? I I don't know, I think so.
0: His face is so (laughs) (laughs) That's mean. (laughs) I know, but it's just something about it. I mean, it's just, it's not just his face. It's yeah. all of him.
1: It's the vibe. Well, and he plays like a, a very certain type of like actor. So I could get like, he's, I think he's somebody who gets like typecast into roles where he's like playing a certain type of guy. And so if that guy is like not your vibe, like I totally get it.
0: He was like Michael Sarah, but then tried to be cool. And Have
1: you seen Molly's game? No, I've seen Zombie Land. Such a side note. <laughs> You should see Zombieland because I think Jesse Eisenberg is kind of cool in that movie. Same with Adventureland, I think.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. I only, uh, honestly, I only watched those two movies and put up with him because of it, um, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. co stars in both those movies. Um, Molly's
1: Game. Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, but.
0: Oh, I was just thinking of. What was that? Now you see me? Now you. Oh, I have not.
1: I couldn't. That movie, I have no interest in.
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like. Kinda good, but also so bad. It's so
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Molly's game is a movie where Micah, Michael Michael Sarah is like trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. It's like a very interesting vibe. Like the whole movie, he's like this like smug, cool guy, very not Michael Sarah. Uh, so that's ew. all <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh back to Guys, Gals Dating in Bumble.
0: Yeah, I also so Bumble. Has over 75 million users.
1: Whew.
0: Which is like, that's a lot of people to swipe through. (laughs) That's the overwhelming part of dating apps, right? Is Mm -hmm. that so many people, everyone's profile starts to look the same. And then at the end of swiping for an hour, you're like, I don't even know what I fucking want. Yeah. (laughs) And then you want to leave. But that's the downside. So Whitney... She hasn't, like, been in the public eye that much. I would say, like, Bumble, to me, was, like, a big company, but it was never, like, at, on my radar, like, companies to watch. Mm. Like, I yeah. this IPO honestly caught me so off guard. Like, I was not expecting people to be, like, this gun ho and investing in Bumble, of all things, because it's hard – just, like, the certain app service apps like this in general, I'm like, what are you really making money from? Totally. I mean... <laughs> like, who's paying they... for the... Who's paying for... A premium Bumble. Yeah, like, the super likes
1: or whatever. Yeah.
0: It's like, who's actually paying for that? And I'm sure there are people are, and I'm not trying to hate. But I just can't imagine it's enough to, like...
1: No, it's not $800 billion worth of people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, how did we get here? So it really caught me off guard in that aspect. But what surprised me too is that now that she's like in the public eye more, she's starting to talk a lot about how women are treated like unfairly in the media which I love, and, like, she's really trying to use her platform to be an activist, but um, what also surprised me about her is, like, she talked about, like, being a workaholic a lot and struggling with, like, checking her emails and stuff, and to that I say Whitney maybe should hire an assistant to (laughs) read your emails. (laughs) Because you're a billionaire now and you like, just it's so crazy that like someone could be that successful and have made it that far and still be struggling with like things that I've like struggled with, but they're doing it and struggling Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like she says she's woken up in the middle of the night to check her phone and email.
1: Oh, I used to do that.
0: Yeah. And it's wild. Like, don't, Uh, If if you do that now, listen to our last episode. (laughs)
1: Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Yeah, with yourself and others.
0: Uh, Maybe we should send it to Whitney. Like, we should.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do think it's cool though that she's talking about something like very much well, like she's very much in her career. She's in it. She's thirty-one. Her company is less than ten years old. Just went public, and she's saying like, "Hey, I'm dealing with the same things you are," and I think that's really cool. Like, it's. It's one thing for, like, Bill Gates to say he's a workaholic and maybe he wishes he would have been, like, a more present father. I'm not trying to say anything scandalous here. Like, I just listened to an interview with him and he was, like, very candid about it. This isn't me, like, this isn't tea. But, I mean, he's an incredibly successful guy. He worked a lot. He had a short temper. He says all of those things. And it's one thing for, like, 60-year-old Bill Gates to say that, you know, he's so big there's, like, vaccine conspiracy theories with him, like, I cannot compare myself to book at all, but to compare my gates, to to compare myself to Whitney, founder of Bumble, 31 years old, a lady who wants, like, a female-empowered internet, a female-empowered workforce, and is, like, talking about her anxiety and how she needs to establish more boundaries, like, that makes me feel better, it's like, we're all trying, right? yeah.
0: Totally. It's like, you don't have to figure all these things out to achieve success. Like she did not do that. And it's also, I mean, it's so inspiring to me because we do not have that many role models, uh, that are female, like doing, uh, we do not have that many like female role models that are doing things like this, like This was – she's a first of her kind. Mm -hmm. And to be, like, you know, literally shattering that glass ceiling, it opens up so much space for the rest of us. And it also proves how, like, it can be done. Yeah. Now we don't have people, like, you know, if something hasn't been done before, you're going to get so many people saying, oh, it just can't be done or it doesn't work that way or you need – this, this, and this to be successful, because that's the only way anybody's ever been successful. And for her to just go ahead and prove that's so not true. Like $8.3 billion for a company to be worth is absolutely...
1: And imagine all the people who told her not to leave Tinder. Like, I'm sure.
0: Like, lightning's not going to strike
1: twice. Like, you already did something with Tinder. Like, you'll never do anything, like, bigger... You know, I don't know how many people said that, and maybe they didn't say it to her face. But it's a very easy thing to—I mean, me sitting here talking about her for an hour, I can think of a million reasons why Bumble couldn't have worked. But the thing is, it did, and now she's like a powerhouse in her field, and it's cool because it seems like she's bringing people up with her, and she's she's young enough, and Bumble's young enough that we, this is something we can like really monitor and see like in real time, like where where does this all yeah. go?
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see how she grows, especially now that her name is becoming so much more popular, and just to see what Bumble's going to do. I'm excited because I love the BFF feature. I want to, you know, I want to see what else they put out, and what an $8.3 billion company that's totally web-based, like, looks like. Yeah. But they haven't sold out, like, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah have you know twitter uh but when it comes to like facebook and instagram like i like you know we use them obviously they're great they can Mm -hmm. be great tools but like don't we all we're just i feel like we're all kind of like a collective like
1: yeah agreed
0: instagram yeah and so i you know i can't wait for the future of Mm -hmm. apps and social media to change especially if with women leading that way like It's so exciting to me.
1: And I think women, yes, I'm 100% right there with you, but also just like people our age. Like, I'm really excited to know that there are like young people in spaces that maybe you wouldn't necessarily think it's like the most impactful, but like the way we like meet and socialize and interact and fall in love online, like that's all a huge sign of like our society and where we're going. And I want to have good people in those spaces too. So this episode, we bless everyone whose relationship started on Bumble or any dating app.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think just with, you know, with people our age, we were the first users of social media. Mm -hmm. I feel like now getting to reinvent the wheel, we get to be a lot more intentional and have a lot more wisdom around what is bad about social media and how we can mitigate some of the negative things that come out of it and hope, just, like, refine and use it for good. I definitely think, in general, like, technology, to me, is useless if it's not making the quality of our lives better.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: We'll close this out with delivering a little bit of wisdom from Miss Whitney. Whitney
1: Wolf Heard. Coming at you.
0: There was, like, an article where someone was interviewing her about, like, she's pretty much been a serial entrepreneur. Like, she started her first business at 19 when she was in college and stuff. And someone they asked her like, "What is your advice on starting a side hustle?" Or, I I, I want to lose the term side hustle to be honest. On starting a business, what is your advice on starting a business? So she said, "You know, you can monetize anything. So if you're ever worried about your idea not working out, like like we said, our minds are blown that this app company is worth eight point three billion dollars." so it's definitely possible whatever idea you have out there
1: you just gotta believe in yourself and what you have going on and Whitney's second advice is to do something you're passionate at and good at so take inventory on what you're doing what you're gravitating to and navigating to and keep on keeping on
0: yeah and maybe that's why it's a good time to go inward this time of year (laughs) like me and Jacqueline
1: <laughs> let's bring it all the way back around guys um, we, did it. we did it we did a whole episode um take some time as we're like in the middle of this year to go inward reflect check in with yourself and actively like show up for yourself every day and figure out what that means and with that we just want to say thank you so much for being here
0: if you have anything to add to our conversation we'd love to hear from you like always, so you can always email us or just shoot us a DM on Instagram.
1: You can also review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you're listening to the podcast somewhere right now, go ahead and give us subscribe. It'll help us know who we're speaking to. It'll help us get to know you, and it'll also help other people get to know us, which we're very excited about. We'll be back
0: with a new episode
1: in two weeks.
0: Thank you for listening and being a part of our community in the chaos. Bye, Taylor. Bye, Jacqueline.